Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. 43 degrees in Jackson and more rain expected today, mainly after 5 p.m. Yesterday, we got a lot of rain. Oh, sure, we yes. did, didn't we? Three quarters of an inch fell in Jackson yesterday, and with cloudy skies, a high today of 47. Snow mixed with rain, a possibility on Friday night. Cold temperatures Friday below 20 yeah. for overnight lows. Well, that'll make the uh, people leaving town feel better. It's always <laughs> nice to uh, leave the cold weather for the warm weather. Mm -hmm. And uh, judging by the attendance at the schools, uh, half the town is already uh, headed south. Yeah. Uh, you know what today is? Today is Thursday. Today is a two-year anniversary of the morning show. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Wow. How about that? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, my God. A little different two years uh, ago. Um, you, for some reason, were sitting here, and I was sitting there. That's weird. Hmm. Uh, Why is that? That's uh, Patty Poppy was uh, one of our first guests by phone. We were doing a lot of the interviews uh, virtually. Um, for both of our live shows. Yeah, it was crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Crazy times. The show, this actually started on March 20th, 2020, and, but it wasn't called, we, we didn't have a name for the show until March 24th when it became the morning show. Oh, and there's uh, uh, Pam. Pamela. Oh my gosh. Former health officer. Yeah, that's right. Is yeah. she still in Genesee County? Last I heard. Cool. Yeah. Mm, nuts. Mm. Look at that. So happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Wow, the lighting was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> you may notice I'm wearing a Block M today. Yes, I normally don't wear, you know, uh, team sports stuff on the morning show, but today's a big day. Yeah, tonight, Michigan Wolverines uh, facing uh, Villanova, Michigan 11 seed, Villanova 2 seed, and it's just a five point uh, line between uh, Villanova and the Wolverines. So it's expected to be a closer game because Michigan's seeking revenge. I hope so, yeah. So 7.30 tonight, uh, Brian Anderson and Jim Jackson on the call from mm -hmm. San Antonio where uh, the teams met in the national championship game. So oh. uh, Jim Nance, you probably wonder where he is. He's going to be with Duke the oh, entire way. So yeah. um, he'll, they'll be on CBS tonight. Duke and Texas Tech is that second game. And... Uh, the feeling around here is that it's uh, it is Coach K's last game tonight. Oh no! That's that's kind of the feeling on the floor today. It's um, going to end um, at least sometime in the next two weeks for sure. Yeah. So uh, the first game tonight is Gonzaga and Arkansas. That's about seven oh nine. So watch that for a few minutes, then flip um, over to Michigan. Yeah, Michigan will be on TBS tonight, seven twenty nine tip yeah. from. The AT&T Center. With Ohio State legend Jim Jackson on the call. I just don't <laughs> like that, but that's okay. And Brandon, Ali LaForce will be our sideline reporter tonight. So, um, you know, we have flights coming up, and airline CEOs have, uh, have asked Biden to end the mask mandate. So the federal mask travel mandate, or the mask, mask. Is, is through the 18th of April. Uh, airline CEOs, pretty much of every major airline, um, say now is the time to sunset federal transportation restrictions, including pre-departure testing and the federal mask mandate that are no longer aligned with the realities of the current epidemiological environment. So we'll see if 
the ma masks get pulled back. I wouldn't anticipate anything within the next 10 days just due to the massive uh, travel on spring break, but planes are full anyways. Just let, our, let us wear our shoes through security. Can I would just do, do that. that. Yeah, I think that more disease is transferred at this point. It's disgusting. At this point from people's feet. Than and I tell you to stand on those yellow um, drawings of the feet in the machine, and that's where uh, disgusting people have stood with bare feet. Yeah, the barefoot travelers yeah. is, uh, that's just an interesting one. Not me. So we'll see what happens, but I don't, uh, I don't expect that to happen before eight, the 18th, but I do expect it to end. Uh, we're seeing uh, New York has ended, uh, or is laying back their vaccine mandate. Kyrie Irving's gonna get to play. So I think if you have, um, you're having all these things kind of get dialed back, it's obviously a good sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, today is expected to uh, lift that, um, policy that uh, would not and does not allow unvaccinated athletes to play as uh, baseball season is about to start. He's been pressured to relax that COVID-19 policy that's been in place since, well, Mayor de Blasio um, had it in uh, the start of last year. Yeah, so uh, the Nets are favored to win the Eastern Conference uh, at this point going forward. So. Yeah, we'll see. I, and, you know, it's, it is interesting, you know, two years, you say, I still haven't had to show my vaccine card for anything. Oh, I forgot where mine is. It's well, in my wallet, but it doesn't fold. Um, the, for some reason, they made the vaccine cards, so they're not wallet friendly. Yeah, uh, I don't think you need it for anything domestic at this point, so. Uh, speaking of uh, NBA basketball, uh, last night, uh, JTV had a company outing. Oh, a company outing. The Little Caesars Arena. And hmm. we watched uh, the Pistons win their uh, biggest game of the year. It was their largest margin <laughs> of victory all season. And they had their largest lead of the whole season, 29 points at one point. They had a, a oh, did you take that photo? I did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was... We're, we're close to the, uh, not as close as um, Jeff and Noah. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's us, I was having fruit. The fruit, <laughs> the fruit <laughs> cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The healthy fruit We took cup. advantage of the offerings. We There's in the uh, Burgundy Central Michigan hoodie, that's JTV Sports' Jeff Steers and JTV's Noah Baker. Are you sure? Oh yeah, there they are. They were behaving. They were behaving down there. But who wasn't behaving? Um, everyone was decent. Everyone was good, yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, there, so David, um, David just does a great job in participating in the mm -hmm. event. So he caught a t-shirt and that wasn't good enough because he says, hey, I have two kids at home, lady. <laughs> and uh, somehow he got another shirt. And there's you. It looks like you were uh, oh, jockeying for one as well. <laughs> and the pizza, too. Oh, the pizza, yeah. So David tried the Gator Chomp, which is popular at the Swamp at Florida football games <laughs> to try and get the pizza. Um, and, of course, there's the other shot. See, it's nice having people spread throughout <laughs> the arena like that so we can get different angles. Um, David did not get a pizza. 
People that got those boxes, <laughs> they were still I, going after the pizza. <laughs> they were disappointed. I watched their faces as they lifted the lid on those boxes and found that it was just a piece of paper. It was a coupon yeah. for a pizza. Right after that, David punched that kid in the face. <laughs> Jeez. Well, we, had a, we did have a good time. It was mm -hmm. fun. Fought that little boy for a pizza. Mm -hmm. It was pretty pathetic. Yeah. Great time had by all. So, uh, but the ride over there was so, so awful because of the rain. It rained the entire way. So. Not just rained. It poured. Yeah. It was, it was, there was zero visibility. Uh, it was impossible. It was unbelievable. What did you guys talk about in your car? Well, uh, Brandon, what did we talk about in the car? <laughs> I don't know. I tried just to sleep. Yeah. Brandon's a great sleeper in the car. Uh, Teague was in our car, so um, Teague was doing the weather. Nice. It was raining. <laughs> yes. Um, we talked, well, we started off with, uh, a, a we started off talking about religion because oh, Austin uh, was finishing up a project at Spring Arbor, and then uh, we transitioned into NCAA swimming, we talked about old Pistons players, and the whole way home we were trying to guess averages, points averages of old Pistons players, so we did that and it was fun. We had a great time. We had six in my car. Yeah, four in mine. It was more, it was calmer. Our, our ride was calmer. Yeah. yeah, we were giggling in our car. <laughs> we were giggling, so it was fun. Um, I'm still trying to follow this, uh, the news in, in Russia and Ukraine. Some of the latest is, uh, it's being reported that 40,000 Russian troops have been killed. Did you hear that? Heard all kinds That's amazing, of right? We just don't know. Yeah, you just don't know what's what. Um, I think it's going to get worse before anything else happens. Um, it seems like the more Ukraine uh, impacts Russia, you know, the more the more it's going to be uh, a more serious war. I think. I think Russia is going to um, elevate some of some of their tactics. Well, hopefully the response will be elevated as well. It was nice to see all those world leaders gathered on one stage yesterday as the president spending today continuing his talks. He has three back-to-back -back global summits today, all these world leaders gathering for the sole purpose to discuss the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the humanitarian crisis resulting from that, millions of children displaced, millions of people forced out of their homes and out of the country. It is, uh, according to UNICEF, the largest displacement since World War II. And uh, that's just, you know, 35, 40 days into this thing. Mm -hmm. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Companies uh, continue to pull um, their operations out of Russia. Nestle, the latest yesterday, so Kit Kat, Nestle Quick, all those products will no longer be available, so. Yeah, you're seeing some images from Russian grocery stores where the shelves are empty, but again, you don't know what images you can trust or not, really, when it comes to the, what you're seeing mm. over there, so mm. it's kind of tricky. Mm. Uh, spring break's coming up, and I wanted to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Jackson's Playhouse, and if you're staying in town for spring break, make sure you plan to visit Jackson's Playhouse <laughs> for fun while your littles are home from school at Jackson's. The fun never stops. Don't forget birthday parties. Jackson's is booking right now for spring and summer, so make your reservation today. At Jackson's, you have the fun. We take care of the party. You know, we haven't had Is It Real or Not for... It's uh, been a while. A little while, but we do have one um, I wanted to ask you about. 
It's, um, it's ice cream. And some of the ice cream flavors are crazy. Mm -hmm. There's pizza, there's Mac everything bagel. Yeah. Um, but Burger King in Brazil is introducing today poop emoji ice cream. Or that looks good. are they? Interesting. Is it real? Yes. It is. It is real. It is. It is fun. Yes, they are doing this to uh, illustrate that their ice cream is free of artificial ingredients. And looks like poop. It is. It's the poop emoji. So that is available starting today at Burger King's in Brazil. Oh, well, that does nothing for us here. Dang. <laughs> um, I d a lot of people like their ice cream, believe it or not. Burger King ice cream? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as of today, yes, it doesn't have any artificial this and that, but they're, what they're saying is previously their ice cream had um, bad ingredients. Really? Well, that's what they're saying. Did it's you like, have any of the ice cream last night? Um, no. Did you, Brandon? I didn't. You know why? No. Um, the gentleman, well, first of all, I gave up sweets for Lent, mm. and um, but as I was standing near the machine, the gentleman uh, operating the machine has, was having difficulty getting the ice cream to come out of the machine. He didn't, oh. know, he didn't know how to operate it. Um, and yeah. I almost stepped in, but I didn't want a confrontation. Yeah, that's yeah. probably best. That's mm -hmm. probably best. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I didn't have any ice cream either, but we what? definitely, we ate our money's worth last night. So it was, uh, it was good. Hey, um, if you're going to go camping and, uh, you know, you happen to have a heart attack, hopefully you run into this bear. Did you see what this bear has done? No. Oh my gosh. In Tennessee, Noah, um, there's a bear. This is in Tennessee. There was a bear trying to resuscitate this garbage can. <laughs> and uh, as Noah's, Noah mentioned, the, the can was DOA. <laughs> so, look at that. I think he's trying to pop the lid. No, he's not. No, no he's not. He's trying to uh, bring, it back to bring that thing back to life. I thought bears were smarter than that, Brandon. I, yeah. If I run into a bear, I want to run into this one. Well, you'll want to run into Yogi because what he was is in there? Smarter than the average bear. Wow. Must have been something tasty. Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> must have been uh, probably some fish. I think bear, bear like uh, fish. They're getting into cars. They're opening cars. They're coming into people's homes. They're making breakfast. They're, it's unbelievable that bears are infringing uh, on on us humans. So, as, as all wildlife, be careful. Yes, all wildlife, be careful. Uh, no sports today due to the weather and uh, the impending spring break. So uh, we'll, we'll be back after spring break. There were three, three, three or four um, games uh, or scrimmages scheduled last night that did get canceled. Yeah, of course, of got own. canceled due to the rain. That's what happens in uh, Michigan. So uh, it's going to take a, a little bit of time before the fields are ready to be out there, be played on. As we celebrate our second anniversary of the morning show, who do we have? Lined up today. Great show for you today. We've got Dr. Matthew Badke from Jackson College, and we've got a young golfer heading to Augusta National. We'll get to meet him too. All that and more coming up next. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, 
please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Community health centers like our own Center for Family Health are vital in providing top-notch care to anyone, regardless of race, color, creed, or financial status. The Center for Family Health is grateful for their talented team of medical professionals, our hometown heroes who work hard every day to keep us healthy and help better our community one patient at a time. The Center for Family Health, thanking our hometown heroes who have committed themselves to our community and to you. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for more than 30 years. Our first guest on today's morning show is the science chair at Jackson College, Dr. Matthew Badke. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Thank you. So today we're celebrating kind of the two-year anniversary of the morning show. You were yeah. on April 8th, 2020 for a yeah. full hour and we were I talking. I remember that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing kind of where we're at now and Bart and I were just talking about airlines asking uh, uh, the CDC to remove mask mandates. Mm -hmm. You're seeing New York kind of lighten things up on theirs. Um, right. We're in a decent spot. We are, we are. And we have this weird sort of two month surge and then sort of several months where things calm down. And I think people are hoping that we are going to see this sort of remain at this lower level now. We've seen this before, as you guys remember, several times, and then we have a new variant or whatever mm -hmm. that pops up. But I think at this point, there's so many people that have either had the infection or have been vaccinated that there's simply less and less people that are available for the virus to jump to. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think people are hopeful that even though, you know, we do have new variants that are popping up and we are seeing increases in other parts of the world, you know, this we're, we're not looking at the same sort of uh, surges that we've seen in the past. Yeah, and the uh, variants, at least last few, have been less uh, severe as far as uh, impacting your health. Yeah, and I do think, you know, that was something that people were hopeful that we would see based on historically what we've seen with other infectious diseases is that they usually, they might get more transmissible over time, but usually the severity of disease goes down. and. Hopefully we'll continue to see that uh, as well. Obviously a worldwide pandemic and parts of the world are having really is big issues with uh, the, the virus, with the lack of vaccines in some parts of the world right. and some surges. We're seeing surges in, in Europe and Lord knows what the war is going to do, um, how that's gonna impact the vaccine, but it can't be good. Well, any time you have, you know, mass migrations where people are moving around, you have people that are disrupted, you know, that's, that's when we see outbreaks of infectious diseases, right? Historically, uh, refugees moving, war has been one of the biggest things that has pushed increases mm. in infectious diseases. So not only for COVID, but for other infectious diseases as well, I think people are gonna have to be really on high alert now um, you know, anytime you've got large people crowding together, if, if refugee camps are set up, you have issues with, you know, what's the quality of drinking water, things like that. You have uh, so many different things that could pop up. So, yes, in short, not good. Yeah, yeah pub, uh, public health is going to have their hands full in Ukraine. You have, right. you know, talk about that situation. Um, 
you know, you have so much destroyed, right? Infrastructure destroyed, homes destroyed. You're, you're going to have a lot of people displaced. Like, how, you know, how, how do you get back? Is that going to be like a basic services at first? Well, um, yeah, and I, I think that's, those are the things that when you think about what are the basic needs that people have, right? Having clean water, mm -hmm. um, where are you getting that from, right? When, if the infrastructure is being destroyed in an area um, do we have uh, water treatment facilities and waste treatment facilities and things like that? Um, are any of those things active and working? I mean, it really becomes a concern of, you know, where, where are people getting uh, food from? Where mm -hmm. are people getting drinking water from? Uh, you know, where do people have to shelter? And then when you have large groups of people coming together, again, you have the potential for the spread of, of uh, infectious diseases or waterborne diseases or things like that. So I think, um, it becomes an issue of just thinking about what are those most basic needs that people have and how do we get those to them safely. Moderna yesterday said they have um, their vaccine uh, safe and tested, ready to go for um, kids, I think aged six months to five years. At what point will that be available to families? Well, it's a good question. I mean, the, the, uh, how efficacious it was, the efficaciousness it was not great. I mean, it was like 40% or something oh, like wow. that. So not as good. Uh, but again, that's kind of what Pfizer was seeing as well and what caused them to kind of go back to the drawing board and say, okay, let's think about adding a third dose in. Uh, because, you know, again, and, and that's not inconsistent with what we've seen for uh, vaccines for older people as well. It's uh, they're not as effective against these newer strains. Uh, but again, the, the real thing to think about is not just uh, are they preventing somebody from getting infected, but are they preventing severe disease? That's what really matters at the end of the day. And it does seem like the Moderna vaccine is very effective at that. Now, there's been a few people that have said, hey, wait a second, you know, we need to see a little bit more data here to make sure that that's, that's correct, but um, it's looking that way. And so they are they said within a few weeks they were planning to be submitting to the fda they basically have a subcommittee that reviews it and then makes a recommendation then the full fda weighs in and then the cdc very shortly after that would probably make sort of an official okay it's available we're ready to distribute it it's been um, a year for um well some people who've had uh, the start of the vaccine they've had their first two and their booster at what point is this their now their annual time to get a COVID vaccine? Yeah, I do think I think that's where we're headed with things. Uh, it looks like the effectiveness does wane after three to six months, somewhere in there. Now, again, are we really concerned about preventing infection, or are we concerned about preventing severe disease? Because those are two different things, mm -hmm. and I think that. You're, you're going to have protection against severe disease for quite a while. I think that the, the uh, immune system is trained well enough that even though we have some changes on the virus, it's still gonna be able to keep it under control even if you do get sick. So that's really the question is how much do we need to be concerned about preventing severe disease versus just preventing you know, people getting infected? I think that it's going to end up being something where it is like a yearly booster, similar, at least for the short term, similar to uh, influenza, you know, where we modify it a little bit as we go and uh, 
there's a new shot available each year for folks. What are uh, some of the things your, your students have questions about um, that maybe you've had throughout this whole pandemic that have really, that's been their college experience? Yeah, I do think that that's one thing that a lot of them come back to uh, is just the disruptiveness and, you know, things that they missed out on. A lot of them are, um, you know, either just recently finished high school or some of them are still in high school. And so just thinking about the events that they weren't able to do, I wasn't able to, you know, go to my prom or I wasn't able to do different things. I think that's something that has really stuck with them is uh, how uh, much they miss some mm -hmm. of those things, uh, you know, in 2020. Uh, when everything was shut down. So that's, that's a consistent theme I've seen. What do you see as um, permanent uh, changes as a result of the, the pandemic right. going forward? I think that's a great question, right? What, what things are, are just going to be different now? Mm -hmm. um, I think the remote working thing, I think is something that a lot of people pushed back on for a long time and said, you can't do this. And I think the answer is we've realized, yes, you can do that. And I think that it's really changing uh, a lot of workplaces. I think there's, uh, you know, the, the Jackson College has uh, started doing having people work at home on Fridays. Mm -hmm. And then they have a few other hours that people, you know, could work remotely as well. So I think lots of places are starting to look at that and say, you know, we can probably make this work. And actually it's, you know, our, our employees prefer that, having that flexibility to be able to work at home. Um, and so I think that that's, that's one of the big changes we're gonna see coming out of the pandemic. One thing, if you would ask me a year ago, I would, have, I would have said, you're gonna wear masks on plans for the rest of your life. Now, I think it's a, probably three weeks away from that going away and, mm -hmm. and being optional. Um, you think that's, we're at a place where um, that's okay? I think so, like yeah. I said, we'll see what happens with the new variants or whatever that comes about. But at least right now, um, cases are really low. Yeah. Um, we're seeing, again, so many people have either had it or have been vaccinated and been boosted that I think that there's uh, a good chance that the numbers will remain low. And I think, you know, thinking about trying to, to re-implement some of these mandates, uh, I think you're going to see would be very, very difficult to right. do at this point. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think you know once it's amazing how kind of the floodgates open once a, once a, a single mandate is lifted, it's almost like everyone just kind of forgets, goes back to normal. Tells me that when people make these decisions, they know that it's time to make that decision. Yeah, and I think I think we've seen that you know even earlier this year when we were going through the, the surges, um, like in Michigan, right, they didn't re-implement any of those right. mandates. I think part of it is they probably felt like, eh, we just can't do that, yeah. you know, it's just not feasible. Once, so once those things go away, bringing them back, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. It's just mm -hmm. gonna be so difficult to redo that. Yeah. Um, so okay. hopefully we're in a good enough place that, that we can just keep things this way and things continue to remain, case counts stay low and, and uh, people can get back to normal here. Sounds good to me. Healthcare settings, you'll continue to see the mask. And obviously, you know, in a lot of healthcare settings before the pandemic, there was a lot of masking. But right. I think that's, to me, it looks like a permanent and a good, good idea. Think about the times you, you know, take your kid to the doctor and sitting in the waiting room, there's eight or ten other people who knows how sick they are and what 
what might be spreading in a waiting room. Or if you just don't want anyone to talk to you, that's, that's a good thing, a good thing too. That's, yeah. a, that's probably what service, you're... Uh, like at a buffet. <laughs> well, there aren't well, buffets. The buffets, are, they are. They came back. Oh, okay. Well, well last night at really? the Pistons game, all those food service were I guess, yeah. dishing up the yeah. food. We went to a buffet last night. So, yeah, buffets are back. And all that Caesar salad, people standing over, and who knows what's falling out of there. That was weird. We went to a Pistons game last night, and he has all the snacks and then washes it down with a Caesar salad in the fourth quarter. You, just well, you had a bowl of fruit. <laughs> I did. So. And Brandon had a cup of cereal, dry cereal. I saw you eating that over there. It was there. good. It was good. What's, um, what's life like with uh, two kids at home as uh, spring break's coming up? Oh, I don't think we have enough time to get into uh, my kids and all the all their issues. But um, no, they're they're good. I yeah. think they're they're excited about um, getting back outside. You know, my my son found some potting soil in the garage, and he's been playing with that with his vehicles. <laughs> so he's real anxious to get outside nice. and, and get into the dirt and start playing again. So, yeah, yeah. Kids are very inventive at that age. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. Right. I hope you didn't have any seeds that were trying to sprout in that. Uh, no, no, no. But but stuff's starting to come up, so it's exciting. The um, pandemic, uh, I think, for our community uh, has been made uh, easier to navigate thanks to all the great um, expertise we've been able to uh, present on our morning show, including all the time you've spent with us. Uh, I, I know we'll be calling on you in the future, but really, um, thanks for a lot um, of the sacrifice that you've made to be with us so many times. We appreciate it. Well, thank you. I have really enjoyed the opportunity to be able to come talk, and hopefully people felt like they learned a few new things, uh, and, and that's great. That's wonderful. I did. I did. Awesome. Dr. Matthew Badke is the uh, chair of the science department at Jackson College. More of the morning show, I think, uh, golf we'll be talking about coming up next. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Get into the spring spirit with the Jackson YMCA Spring Break Camp. It's coming up next week. Campers will celebrate Spirit Week, March 28th through April 1st. A fun theme planned each day. And those include Disney Day, Jersey Day with your favorite team or player, and Animal Day. Campers will also get to take trips to Allscape, Potter Park Zoo, Ella Sharp Planetarium, and more. Camp is open to students in kindergarten through eighth grade Get into the spring spirit with the YMCA. Sign up today at jacksonymca.org. Our next guest is headed to Augusta National to compete in the drive, chip, and putt competition. Jackson's own Bentley Coon. Good morning, Bentley. Good morning. Good to see you today. You getting excited? Yeah, very <laughs> excited, actually. What's the schedule of events? So on the third, I think it is, we have practice rounds to 
the Augusta National, and then the ninth of the Sunday is when we do the drive, trip, and putt. That's awesome. So you're going to get to uh, not only uh, see the pros before you compete. That's going to be cool. What are you looking forward to most about walking around the golf course? Um, I'm hoping to get like my drives in the grids, all of that and stuff. And if I can make my putts, get my chips dialed in, we can be fine. On the morning show, we always, uh, anytime anyone's wearing uh, awesome shoes, we go to the shoe cam and, and you fit the bill this morning. You look good. Got the, got the shoes and hat. Have you picked out your outfit for the actual competition yourself, Bentley? Yeah. Um, well, they sent us a package and we get colors. It's, it's kind of like this color, but okay. it's, it's a little bit darker. Nice. It's like a darkish blue. Cool. So you don't have to worry about the outfit. They take care of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. How did you, how did you get this? What happened to uh, get you this trip to Augusta? Well, at Oakland Hills, I qualified there. I, I got first place, so. Yeah, we have I, some, I got to go to Augusta. Yeah, we have some shots of uh, Bentley at Oakland Hills, and um, this was when you uh, dusted the field and won the thing. Yeah. And I think you're. I think you have the you have the fourth most points heading in to Augusta. Yeah. And I really like your chances. Um, what is well? Obviously, talk a little bit about. You know, you you get to be in Oakland Hills. Obviously, you heard about the fire. Yeah. Uh, just talk about. Um, you know, competing at a at a course in a beautiful clubhouse like Oakland Hills. Well, I mean, it was challenging at some points. Like my drives, I kind of had a little fade going, and they were one of them was really close to going out of bounds, and it wouldn't have counted. So I got lucky on that, and then the chips were kind of. Well, I got 15 points in my first one. I don't remember. My second one, I chipped it in, and my third one, I got like 10 points. So, and awesome. the put the putts were pretty hard. They were yeah. really, really, really fast. I, I bet the greens are going to be pretty fast at Augusta. Yeah, very what, fast. I heard. What 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 are you strongest in uh, drives, chips, or putts? Drives. Oh, really? Yeah. What's your uh, driving average, Bentley? Well, my driving average is like around 240, 250. That's really, really good. Are you practicing being interviewed by Jim Nance and Butler? Taylor? Yes, <laughs> uh, that's going to happen someday. Um, getting to experience Augusta. Hey, will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you just steal some pine straw for me? Yeah. And put some in your pocket and bring it back? I won't tell anyone. Um, but this is going to really motivate you. You think you're going to be around these tour players? You're going to be at Augusta National? Um, Try and win this thing, and then you do want to be a pro golfer someday, right? Yeah. Well, no. the, the Coon name is a is a famous uh, right. Jackson golf name, and you're part of that family, That's right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. Here's some shots. Uh, you compete in the uh, uh, Mercer Tour locally, yeah. right, Bentley? Talk a little bit about uh, that tour and what you like about playing in that. I love the Mercer Tour. I get to play with 15, 16 year olds, so I can actually look at people and see the, what the challenge is. Yeah. Yeah, so you've been playing against high school golf team members. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. 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 And, and we, obviously, everyone knows Jackson's got some incredible uh, young golfers. And here, just, it's got the perfect name, Bentley Coon. That's an awesome it's name. It's a star name. Can't you hear Jim Nance saying that? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can. So, um, so do you have any superstitions? Or no. anything? Nope. Just uh, get ready to go and just do your best. Who's all going uh, with you? What what uh, family members are going? I think all my family members are going, kind nice. of. Nice. That's cool. They're lucky. They get to do this because of you. So make yeah. sure you remind them 
you know, if they give you any trouble, say, listen, you're here because of me, okay? So you do whatever yeah. I say. The shoes are awesome, but the hat is awesomer. Tell us about that. Well, my dad went down to Arizona. He got to play, like, Greyhawk, and then he went to TBC, uh, TBC Scottsdale, which is the hat. That's so awesome. He asked me if I wanted a bucket hat or this kind of hat. I like I that like, one. Yeah, yeah, I like this hat. I like that. That's sweet. Who's your favorite PGA golfer? Dustin Johnson. Oh, well, he's, it seems like he's having a resurgence uh, this month. Yeah. Why do you like Dustin? He can hit straight bombs. He can hit straight bombs. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Can hit them all. Now, I know Phil, Phil Nicholson's a, um, you're a fan of Phil's. Phil yeah. won't be at the Masters. Um, who are you rooting for to win the Masters? DJ and? Yes, yeah. DJ probably. DJ, what about Bubba? Do you like Bubba? Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Who are you going to try and follow on Monday in the practice round? DJ. DJ, yeah. Tell him I said hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can get his attention. I I'll think try that to. hat will do it. So. Now, what grade are you in, Bentley? I'm in fifth grade. So, besides the Mercer Tour, uh, are there other opportunities for you to compete in Jackson? Um, the Callaway Golf Tour is what I might do. And then there's another golf tour that I might go to. And I don't remember the name. It, yeah. It's something that broadcasts on live TV, live TV, though. Cool. And you'll be able to join the Western Golf Team you know, in high school. High school. Yeah. But not, oh, not until then. No, there's until no, then. So, well, the junior tour is awesome. Yeah, and you and I are going to play together this summer. We talked about last time. We're going to we're going to hustle some people. Yeah. 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 They have no idea what's coming. So, well, you're going to have a great time. Family's going to have a great time. Uh, try not to spend too much money in the uh, merchandise tent. It's, I won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do your friends think about you going to the Masters? They're all excited. I do have one friend that um, unfortunately didn't qualify at Oakland. His name is Manning Mulnix. Oh, he, right, yeah, yeah, yeah got, Western kid too, yeah, right? He got, yeah, he got seventh, so. so. But you've, you know, he, I'm sure like, uh, like you, you know, you keep, you keep trying to qualify, right? You tried yeah. a few years ago and um, didn't make it, but now you're here, right? Yeah, I three mean, years ago I didn't qualify, I also got seventh. Yeah, so. that's cool. When you were just eight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. eight, I think. Wow. And you're a fifth grader at Bean? Yeah, Western Bean uh, Elementary. Wow, that's awesome. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more uh, about Bentley. Yeah, we are. We have a small golf gift for you. Brandon, could you hand me that? Now, we, we didn't want to mess with any of your equipment, but uh, we got you uh, the JTV golf umbrella. If it rains, but if not, you can keep the ladies away. Okay. Yeah? <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Good luck to you. Thank you. Okay? We, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll try, plan. Tr try to get it on camera. I will. Yeah, okay. to try to get the thing on camera, right? Stand as close to uh, the celebrities as possible. Okay. No, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you when you get home. Okay. Okay, awesome. Bentley Kuhn headed to Augusta National to compete in the drive, chip, and putt competition. We'll be right back. More on the morning show after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. It's time for a <laughs> visit with the shoe cam. The shoe cam. 
we got to go to the shoe. You know, I'm wearing new shoes today, Brandon, by the way. Yeah, so we might go shoe cam later on uh, when I get back over to the other side. Hey, it's time for a visit with Experience Jackson. And this time we head out to Grass Lake to visit the Boland Express. Welcome to a visit with Experience Jackson. I'm Andy Hawley and I'm with Rachel Buchanan from Experience Jackson. And today our visit brings us to the Lost Railway Museum at Grass Lake. And we're with Tom Nolte, Facilities Manager at the Lost Railway Museum. And for those people who have not been here yet, uh, this is an absolutely stunning museum, Tom. Thank you. We kind of hope everybody sees it that way. So we, uh, the Boland Express, okay, this is a virtual ride that uh, people can take. Tell us a little bit about how that came to be and what exactly is the Boland Express? The Boland Express is actually a trip from Jackson, Michigan to Grass Lake between the period of 1901 to 1910. So there's a lot of scenery that you will see on the way on the trip that is highlighted with a few injections of other things because most of the area in 1901 to 1910 was open farmland and a lot of woods. Yeah, it shouldn't, sure didn't look like our drive uh, out this way this morning, uh, Rachel, but talk about having a, an asset like this where folks are able to visit a local museum and actually see how life was like over 100 years ago. Yeah. Well, I think there's different ways to experience history. Uh, we're all familiar with sitting in a classroom in front of a book or uh, reading something on a screen maybe, and then you see maybe artifacts of something. Uh, but this kind of takes the history, the moving artifacts, and kind of puts them literally on a train. You feel like you're sitting there. You feel the, I don't know what the word is, the buckle of the, the rails beneath your feet as you ride. And there's a little bit of humor thrown in, too. So that's, that's a really fun way to learn. You kind of poke fun at the learning process, and along the way, you've actually learned more because you've been a little bit more invested into it. Now, Tom, why did the Boland Express stop, stop through Grass Lake in this area? The Boland Express actually took a route about a block south of here. So it, would, it went from Detroit to Kalamazoo up to Grand Rapids and made a flip around like that back to Detroit. Um, whereas the smaller car that's on the other side actually ran up and down Michigan Avenue, made a trip to Jackson and back 15 times a day. Amazing. So there was a lot of people that utilized it and for a nickel each way, wasn't a bad ride. On the other hand, it got so competitive that even the individual companies started making their own tokens. Mm. So for a while, you could get to Jackson and you could get to Jackson for two and a half cents and back to Grass Lake for two and a half cents. But in those days, that was probably pretty good money. There's always a con, right? <laughs> That's exactly. They're all trying to beat each other. But it was it was unique to have two different services coming through the village at the same time. Talk a little bit about the restoration and some of the work that uh, went into bringing, bringing these exhibits here, Tom. I think Ken could probably fill you in more on the restoration than I could. But as you... If you've been in the car, you can see some of the restoration work that has taken place already. And some of that has taken place over a period of five and six years. So it takes a lot of time. And we got some dedicated guys here who are here every Saturday to work on these cars. 
and they can always use your help. <laughs> I'm sure they could. Yeah, so if you're looking to volunteer, this is a great place, and it's just a, a great, really staple of the Grass Lake community. Rachel, when you have private investment and uh, grants that are able to be used, and, and something like this turns out to have in, in a town where we like to bring people to, mm -hmm. um, that just doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, I mean, we are the perfect size community for something like this, and with creative minds and all the hardworking hands that you guys have had, it's just been an incredible highlight. You know, it's a, an amazing thing that's come together with a lot of people working through it. So it's great to show off. It's pretty impressive. Indeed. And you get to show this off a little bit. Matter of mm -hmm. fact, you were showing this off before we got here. Talk yeah. a little bit about uh, the group you were touring. Yeah. Well, we actually just got done bringing through all the other museums to the museum <laughs> to ride the train. So uh, we work with the Jackson County Museums to put on an event every year called the Museum Day. It's a day where uh, museums are open for free, activities are going on, and uh, we're in the midst of planning that again for this year, and uh, the Bolin Express and the Lost Railway Museum will be a part of that. So it's also really cool, just like the community size has brought everyone together to bring this exhibit, it's cool to see how everyone is concerned with each other's success, and um, it's, it's a cool place to be. And this has something for everyone. Um, everyone likes trains, one. And then to be able to experience a virtual ride like this, and I believe it's one, if not the only one like this in the country. Uh, outside of, you know, Orlando, where the Harry Potter Express is, I think it's probably the only one you're going to find. But having looked at the Harry Potter Express, it was just, we could just imagine that was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, we got a crew of volunteers here who put together a bunch of phones and along with JTV made a really nice virtual experience here. Yeah, we're, we're excited to be a part of it, happy to be a, a part of this. But again, it's more than just the virtual ride experience. I mean, the, the history and, and everywhere you look in, in this uh, museum, it's just shouting at you. What are people's reactions when they do come in for the first time? Uh, that tends to be the first uh, thing that they have to say. This is just gorgeous or beautiful. I can't, this is really nice. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> we appreciate that immensely. And most people that do come in here enjoy it and they spend a lot of time. Yeah, it's uh, just a, a five to seven minute uh, drive from Jackson. Very easy to to get here. Um, Rachel, you've taken a ride on the Bullen Express. <laughs> what uh, what were your thoughts about it? And then what would you what would you say uh, to encourage people to come out and, and check out the Bullen Express? Yeah, it like I said, it's one of those things you have to experience to really understand. I can say you get on a train, you have this uh, experience where you feel like you're riding the train, and uh, the world is driving or flying by near you but until you're actually a part of it the curtain closes you're kind of in that setting um, it's it's not really it's not easy to describe it's it's really a trip back in time yeah, it, it is. really is a trip back in time so when can uh, when can people come out when when uh, when are you open we are open now every Wednesday Thursday Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and my expectation is that those hours will just continue to run right on through the summer and if, uh, if people want to maybe bring a group or have something like that, definitely call in advance and yes. try and set that up. Indeed, by all means, give us a call. If you've got a large group of 20 or more, I'm probably going to need an assistant. So by all means, give us a call. Awesome. Tom, thanks so much. Congratulations on uh, everything that you've done here. And Rachel, uh, thanks again for taking us to a wonderful place to visit in Jackson. We appreciate it. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show. We're going to go to the shoe cam one more time <laughs> just so uh, everyone can see my... Look at those. Wow. These are... Wow. Brand new. Nice. Like them? Okay. All right. Back up. <laughs> hey, Spring Arbor... Spring Arbor men's baseball team. They beat Rochester the other day. 34 to 8. What? 34 runs. Wow. 34 runs. Spring Arbor men's. 34 runs in a game. Insane. Congrats, Cougars. Uh, we're learning just now that the United States is committing to accept 100,000 Ukrainian refugees uh, displaced by the, the war. So we've been asking as Americans, when are, how are, what are we doing? And here's, here's one, here's something. Isn't it pathetic that in 2022, we have millions of people displaced by war? In this that world, that we have refugees, sad at all, crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be uh, interesting, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we'll provide more information on that. Uh, new way to barbecue, and I know you do barbecue from time to time. Kingsford, and this is brilliant. I don't know what took that company so long to come out with this, but they have uh, flavored um, charcoal, an innovative line of boosters, flavor boosters that can take grilling to new heights. Garlic, onion, paprika, uh, basil, sage, thyme, and cumin chili. 100% real spices burned into the charcoal. That's a perfect idea. Uh, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's a great idea. Because people use the mesquite wood and different woods, cherry and... There's quite a a few people that uh, only use Kingsford. Mm, they don't, don't, they don't believe in anything else other than Nothing charcoal. else works. You have to put a whole bottle of lighter fluid on the other cheaper brands of charcoal. Yeah, I use uh, propane from Hammond. <laughs> That's propane. right. The heck with the charcoal. I'm a Hammond propane person. Hammond propane. propane. So. I don't have a grill because I don't have a backyard. You have a George Foreman grill upstairs? No, not even that. No, no, no grill. Pans. Oh, it turns out um, we'll be away for a few days. Yes, we'll be away for a few days, like uh, most of the town. So, so, yeah. so we'll miss everybody. Um, who's coming up later today? Uh, later today, um, I don't know. It seems like Trish gave me some papers. You know, I feel bad because Trish will hand me the paper and then I'll immediately put it into my pile. But I have found it. Uh, Dr. Polsani from Asthma Allergy Centers will be with you. Bill Rail from JAMA, Mike Geeter, Shelly Lewis, and Stephanie Salisbury, Jackson Autism Support Network, and entertainment correspondent David D. Baker. That's all for the morning show. We'll see you this afternoon.